I'm Attorney General Ashley Moody at Florida State University and on Concord statue. Most of you know I'm a lifelong Gator, but I'm also Florida's Attorney General, and I know injustice when I see it. Shockingly, what happened to the undefeated Knowles after winning the ACC championship has college football fans in Florida and across the nation wanting answers. It's justified. What's clear is the need for more information about the unprecedented decision made by a group of 13 in secret that for the first time ever left an undefeated Power Five Conference champion out of the playoff. This stunning decision not only disappointed millions of fans, it cost this university and the ACC millions of dollars. You know, I had never before this, uh, before we lived in Florida for about nine years now, I had never lived in a state that had the kind of I don't know, political clout, size, impact, significance, whatever you want to call it. You know, I'd lived in Michigan, but that was only nice nine. And I lived in Illinois, which is a, you know, a medium level state with a huge one city uh, and a lot of small, small, small places. Uh, and then lived in Arizona where Phoenix is big, but everybody else, everything else. So then Oregon, you know, which is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Um, and then here, and I'd never lived in a place where the one state could really make that big of a difference in terms of the entire country. And I think there's really only about four of them, right? I mean, you basically, you've got New York, California, Texas, and Florida. And then after that, there's a bunch of other states. And the reason I say that is because if Florida decides to do a thing, it matters for the whole country. Just like if California or Texas or New York tries to do a thing, New York may be slightly back of that, but, you know, obviously with the big city. And I just think it's fascinating to watch where an injustice takes place, a clear injustice. I mean, look, what, what was done to FSU was clearly wrong. Everybody knows it. And there are just uh, there's just some basically Alabama fans who are in denial and throwing up these, you know, crazy, ridiculous defenses. Um, but generally speaking, everybody knows it was done to FSU was wrong. And now the question is, OK, well, what are you going to do about it? Right. What who has enough power to actually do something? to the college football playoff selection committee. Well, the attorney general of Florida <laughs> might have that kind of power to at least in the beginning, find out what happened because you know, there's laws about things that govern massive economically significant decisions made by a small private group of people in their smoke filled back room. The NCAA conferences and the college football playoff selection committee are subject to antitrust laws. We are launching an investigation to examine if the committee was involved in any anti-competitive conduct in its unprecedented decision. And I like that what she's saying is we're, we're launching the investigation. We're not announcing charges, right? We have this sort of zone of power. We know that there was this bad thing that was done, and we want to discover. It's called discovery. We want to discover whether there's actually something here that was done that was improper that might be illegal and might carry consequences. As it stands, the committee's decision reeks of partiality, picking winners in the boardroom and not on the field. So we are demanding answers, not only for FSU, but for all schools, teams, and fans of college football. And if it were, if it were really just FSU fans, or if it were really only Florida people, right, then, you know, you might be suspicious. And there was a part of me that was thinking, is this the kind of thing where the attorney general should really be getting involved? And I started thinking about the millions of dollars this is costing FSU, the transfers and eligibility and recruiting things that are affecting them from this. And I thought, you know, I she's they may find out there's nothing to act on. 
they may find out there is something to act on and they can't win a court case. Or they may find out that there's something to act on, go to court, and win. You you just don't know. you got to go through the process a little bit. We sent a subpoena to the committee demanding all communications related to the deliberations, documents showing compensation of members, and vote tallies, including who received access to those votes, who was present during the voting. We are also seeking information about software or programs used to record or tally votes. I love that they're looking into election fraud. <laughs> like, that's what she's saying is, we want to find out if maybe, you know, how does this process take place? And did the process itself get tainted by some nefarious inside actors in the college football playoff selection committee or the bureaucracy around the CFP? So, you know, they're just kind of looking at all of this. And now, unfortunately... None of this is going to solve anything for FSU right now. This process won't be quick, and unfortunately, we don't expect it will change this season's playoffs. But every college football program, including the 13 D1 schools in Florida, deserves to know if the committee is stacking the deck. Now, I will tell you that uh, optimist though I can be, even I don't think this is very likely to produce any effect for this year's teams, right? I said it right when this happened that, you know, there are options that the CFP could take. They could reorganize the playoff structure. They could create a 5-6 play-in game to the the other four. Um, there are things they could do that might be, you know, even even if they didn't, like they could turn the Georgia FSU game into some kind of a play-in game. Of course, you'd have to, you know, still create a spot and for somebody else. I mean, there's things that would have to be done. Okay, you could, but you could certainly make like you know uh, Alabama, Texas, Georgia, and FSU part of some four four game or four team play in that would then you know and give Washington and Michigan the bye because they were undefeated. I mean FSU is undefeated also. I get it. Okay, uh, but you know there were things they could do. I didn't think it was likely they would do any of that, but there's always a possibility they could do these things and fix it this year. And there is also a possibility that leverage from the investigation slash threat might create enough tension or worry at the CFP that maybe they would try to take action and do something different in order to ward off this kind of uh, lawsuit or investigation. But I don't think it's very likely. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you have, ask me to guess a number, I mean, like less than 5% and probably less than that even. You know, I mean, 1% or 2%, very unlikely. But you never know. You never know. And, of course, I will also say that one of the problems with this approach is it does have a a whiff of that, you know, well, I don't like that my kid was benched, I'm going to sue the team. I mean, there is a bit of that, right? There, there's something about that that, you know, sets open the stage for future years when, you know, Liberty University, they're undefeated too, and they got excluded years past. UCF, you know, didn't get a nod even though they were undefeated. I mean, there's, there's stuff here that kind of opens the door for future litigation by disgruntled attorneys generals in states where schools don't get what they want out of the college football playoff or whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be just college football playoff. It could be the NCAA tournament, you know, team 69 doesn't get it right. Because what, 68, right. They get that including the four play-ins. Um, so, you know, I don't like that particularly. I don't think these things should be settled in court, but then again, where do you settle this stuff? How do you solve these problems when somebody does something really incredibly inappropriate, like what was done this year? So she kind of leaves it with a, uh, and, and Ashley Moody is genuinely, she's just a sweetheart. I mean, she was a judge, okay, but she's a, just a very nice um, judge. That doesn't mean she's not firm, stern, clear, you know, but 
as a person, she's her demeanor is just very, very friendly. This is as close to a threat, I think, as I have ever heard from her. I have faith in our antitrust division to get to the bottom of the matter and take appropriate action if warranted. In Florida, merit matters. And if it's attention they were looking for, the CFP committee certainly has our attention now. <laughs> you have our attention now. <laughs> <laughs> 519, I love that. 519 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Oh, we have a um a couple of fairly significant traffic notes that I want to uh, let you know about. Just some are today and some are not today, but they're all kind of ones that you may want to know about. One is um coming up December 19th, so it would be next Tuesday, Airport Boulevard is gonna have reduced speed permanently. Between Davis and 9th Avenue, it's going to go from the current 45, you know, the raceway, uh, <laughs> down to 40 miles an hour. Now, if you're upset about that, I would su- I would suggest to you that that's probably the right speed. I- and I never favor speed reductions. I mean, almost ever. Okay. Um, I just typically, the road is built for the speed. You know, there's only, they're almost always what I'm talking about is the speed needs to be increased somewhere. Um, but that's one where, you know, Going around all those curves, you know, that, that actually makes sense to me. And be grateful that it's not 35. You know, because I when I saw this first announcement, I thought, oh, God, they're going to 35. <laughs> you know, that could be really bad. Um, but that's going to happen next Tuesday. You also have the Pea Ridge Connector traffic signal today, this morning, from 8 to 10, weather permitting, which I assume will be, is uh, that signal is going to be um, uh, worked on. And uh, so there's going to be a deputy on site at the Highway 90 P Ridge Connector traffic signal. And just be aware that after 8 a.m. this morning, I hope they wait till 8 at least. They should have really made it 9 to 11. I don't know why they're going to start during the end of rush hour, but okay. Uh, so that's going to be worked on, and just be, be, be aware that may be an issue. And then the third one is that the I-10 uh, traffic signal at 87 has been blinking for a while now. It's been installed. It's been blinking to let you know that it's, you know, it's in, but it's not on. And that's going to be activated today after 10 a.m. from 10 to 3. So... Most effect of that will probably be tomorrow morning in rush hour, I would think. But still, be aware that that's also happening today. So a lot of, you know, interesting little traffic things that are taking place. Two today, one next Tuesday. 521 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. <coughs> My dad has a cold, but also has high blood pressure. That's why I got him Vicks Dayquil High Blood Pressure for max strength daytime relief. Unlike some ordinary cold medicines, it's specially formulated for people like my dad. Dayquil High Blood Pressure is sugar-free, alcohol-free, and decongestant-free. Vicks Dayquil High Blood Pressure. The daytime, non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, cold and flu for people with high blood pressure. Like my dad. Medicine. Use it directed. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. 
Oh, I think we're lost again. Wait, what does that sign over there say? Caution Wildlife Crossing? No, next to it. If you're a six-year older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Ouch, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. I never thought it was such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. White Christmas Just like Just like the ones I used to know 12 days, 12 days, 524 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable, cold this morning, but only in the 40s, so not so bad. Uh, not as bad as it has been the last few days. Oh, uh, interesting developments on the college campus front. Obviously, we talked pretty extensively about the anti-Semitism on campus hearing where you had these three presidents of University of Pennsylvania, MIT, and also Harvard who did, um, let's just say, not well at uh, explaining how their campuses weren't fostering anti-Semitism. And, of course, you know, UPenn uh, had her that president there. She has resigned. That happened over the weekend. The question was what would happen with Harvard after Elise Stefanik, the um, uh, congressman, uh, Republican congressman who had grilled them and brought out their incompetence uh, the most effectively of anybody, uh, she, you know, had said, well, that's down one down now, two to go. Well, uh, Harvard was under intense pressure from all kinds of people saying, you know, she absolutely needs to step down. And now they have decided to keep her and say she's just the right person. Now, the one thing I want to give a little bit of credit for, and I, just because always give credit where credit is due, um, at the very least, President Gay, what she did do is she came out and specifically said how badly she did during that uh, that House hearing. And she said, yeah, this is um, I, I this is terrible. Uh, I was bad. <laughs> I should have said other things, which is sort of obvious, right? Um, but she actually said, uh, I got caught up in what had become at that point an extended combative exchange about policies and procedures. This is she was talking to the Harvard Crimson, saying, I'm sorry, words matter. What I should have had the presence of mind to do in that moment was return to my guiding truth, which is that calls for violence against our Jewish community, threats to our Jewish students, have no place at Harvard and will never go unchallenged. So, I mean, good for her to say that after the fact. It was a weird, inter- it was a weird five hours. I watched, I fi- finally finished the whole thing yesterday. And what was so frustrating about it is partially it was the content of their answers, but it was also the demeanor of the answers. You know, when you're really being accused of something serious, the best thing you can do is just be blunt (laughs) and take, you know, agree with the accusation. You know what? We haven't done a good job of that. You're right. That's a problem. We're looking into it. I can't really say that. You know, do you think that you can tell a uh, somebody who's coming to your school for the first time that they're going to be safe if they're Jewish? I would love to be able to say that, but I don't think we can at the moment. I mean, say that. Everybody knows it's true. Say it. 
and say, and we're instead that well, we have robust policies and procedures in order to no, nobody wants the Diplo speak. And that's the problem. They spent four hours in this four and a half hour, five hour long thing. There's a long break. Um obfuscating and legal speaking and avoiding just saying what everybody knows to be true. Like, for example, they asked at one time, they asked a question, um, okay, so recent studies indicate, or recent uh, surveys indicate that your uh, faculty is like 80, 85% plus uh, Democrat and 1% to 2% maybe Republican. Does that seem like a problem for you? And their answer was, well, we don't track that information. Wrong answer. You know, you can say we don't track it. You know what you can say is, to be honest, we don't track that, but if that were true, that would be awful. Of course, they can't say that because they know it's true. (laughs) But that's what you should say is, yes, that's a problem. Yes, that's a failing. You know, what percentage of your population is Jewish on campus? Well, we don't track that information. But that's a problem. We're going to. We realize this is a shortcoming. We realize that Jewish students have becoming less and less. See, that's the problem. They didn't take the demeanor in addition to not having the substance to say the right things. So now we don't know. I mean, you know, she's going to say for now. By the way, she is a uh, black female, first black female president of Harvard. And her, her area of study is intersectionality. So she works on, like, gay, race, injustice, capitalism is evil kind of issues. I mean, there's no chance she's leaving. (laughs) She is, like, the perfect person to be heading Harvard, which is the problem. And now you got Rick Scott, uh, who we're actually going to talk to um, beginning of next hour. Senator Rick Scott says he wants to pull federal funding from schools that um, are promoting anti-Semitism, including Harvard any funding that they might get. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, Israel has now started pumping seawater into their network of tunnels in the Gaza Strip used by Hamas. That's according to U.S. officials that have been briefed on the operation. So far, Israel has not commented. Israeli forces say uh, Hamas is using those tunnels to store rockets and ammunition and move around the battlefield. The president of Mexico has sent condolences to the family of uh, El Chapo, After the drug lord's mother passed away, apparently, local reports say 95-year-old Consuelo Perez died Sunday at a hospital in Mexico. And uh, the defense rested its case yesterday in the New York civil fraud trial against the Trump organization, Donald Trump and his sons. The final... Sorry about that. Let's all do it together. Well, I'll tell you, uh, the final witness was an NYU accounting professor after the former president announced on Sunday he wouldn't testify in the case again. Uh, after a final state rebuttal witness today, that trial will go into recess until the new year. Thanks so much, David. Uh, you also kind of have an interesting case. Remember how um, the prosecutor in the uh, election I- interference case against Trump is seeking the Supreme Court to declare whether he can or cannot be uh, charged with these uh, alleged crimes? And now the call is for Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from the case because of his wife's tax with Mitch McConnell and, you know, believing in election interference and kind of favoring that side. The last I checked, wives were not supposed to be held responsible for what their husbands said and believed. And same thing goes the other way, right? Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. 
A United Nations climate summit in Dubai ends with nearly 200 nations signing on to an agreement to transition away from fossil fuels. U.S. climate envoy John Kerry says it's an achievement worth celebrating. This document sends very strong messages to the world. Some countries wanted an even stronger message, a promise that coal, oil and gas would be phased out completely. And there's nothing here to guarantee each nation pulls its weight. As the summit's president told delegates, now it's up to you. Fox's Jonathan Savage. President Biden with Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky at the White House slams Republicans opposed to more aid for Ukraine's war against Russia. If you're being celebrated by Russian propagandists, it might be time to rethink what you're doing. Republicans say they will not pass any new Ukraine funding without new measures to improve U.S. border security. This was Zelensky's third trip to D.C. since the Russian invasion 21 months ago. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. News Radio 923, it's 43 degrees. Mostly clear skies right now in Pensacola. Well, Pensacola city leaders say they're making a change and they hope it'll be just the first part of an improved downtown parking experience. Mayor DC Reeve says starting January 1st, the city is switching to the new Park Mobile app, one of the largest in the country and has 8 million users in Florida. We think the outcome here is a, a, a much easier user experience um, in terms of finding where you're parking to, to the transaction itself. Um, we know that this is an enhancement, an opportunity for improvement over our, our current app. The city will also be updating advertising and signage to make visitors more aware. But in the event you do pay through the current Park Pensacola app, don't worry. Parking enforcement will have both of those activated for the time being, so you will not get a ticket. Ever since the city of Pensacola closed down the Malcolm Young Gym in March due to safety concerns, Lighthouse Private Christian Academy has been without a gym and facilities for their athletic programs. But that all changes this week. An agreement is now in place for them to take over usage of the East Milton Park. They'll manage that park like we have other organizations managing the Tiger Point, the Pace Para Park, and those kind of things. And they'll be offering recreational opportunities out there at the East Milton Park. We're very excited about that. Santa Rosa County Administrator Devan Cook says the school will manage and maintain the facilities for the county while in turn giving them a home for their teams. Well, there's two more red bulbs now on county wreaths during the Keep the Wreath Green campaign this month. Scambia Fire Rescue says residents at a home on West Belmont Street were displaced after a fire on Thursday morning. There were no uh, injuries. That fire was deemed accidental, but the exact cause hasn't been determined as of yet. In addition, the Bureau of Fire and Arson is now investigating a house fire on Henry Street. That happened last Friday. The damage was limited to the home's utility room, but the residents uh, also have been temporarily displaced due to a loss of power in the home. A prescribed burn is planned today in the Jones Swamp area. The area for that proposed burn would be located south of 98, west of Fairfield Drive, north of Gulf Beach Highway, and east of Blue Angel Parkway. Well, Florida's attorney general says she's a gator, but she knows injustice when she sees it. We sent a subpoena to the committee demanding all communications related to the deliberations, documents showing compensation of members, and vote tallies, including who received access to those votes, who was present during the voting. Uh, 
Ashley Moody there, and she says she's launching an investigation into the college football playoff committee to see if any antitrust laws were broken. Florida State, uh, of course, left out of that 14 playoff despite being undefeated in the season and winning the ACC championship. 534 News Radio 92.3, and let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be seeing a cooler day today with temperatures around 62 degrees for your high, mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 45 degrees. For Thursday, 10% chance of a stray shower, otherwise mostly sunny. We will have highs reaching near 62 degrees. Breezy conditions moving in throughout the day. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 47 degrees. For your Friday, mostly sunny skies, high near 63. And Friday night, temperatures dropping near 52. Stay connected to Channel 3 News first morning weather team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 43 in Pensacola, 46 in Gulf Breeze, 41 in Milton. Our next news at 6 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. This is Joe Ford with Pensacola Right Now. I can happily wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I can't wait to spend the next month listening to Christmas music and giving my nine-month-old little girl her first screenings of The Santa Claus, Home Alone, A Charlie Brown Christmas, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas from my family and from all of us at News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis & Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben McMillan, and I'm a chiropractor and the owner of Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. Are you tired of covering up your pain with medications and ready to find the source of your problem and fix it? Then tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel, live Friday mornings at 9 a.m., and I'll discuss how chiropractic care can help you. And if you miss Friday's show, you can listen to the replay Saturdays or anytime through the podcast. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola today and stay informed about what's happening in your community. We're here to keep you connected. News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable.
previous Cambia County Sheriff's Office is already seeing the benefits of a new gunfire detection te technology it installed less than a month ago. That's called Spot Shotter, or Shot Spotter, I should say. As the name suggests, it can detect gunfire, count the number of shots fired, determine a location, and sound the alarm within seconds. Uh, I love this clip because I love Bob so much, and we all make mistakes on the air, and I and one thing I can say is I made this mistake on the air before he did. <laughs> I've said it so many times already. Uh, it's called Shot Spotter, but I swear every time I say it, I'm going to have to, am I saying it wrong again? <laughs> so uh, the technology obviously allows the uh, sheriff's office and soon the Pensacola Police Department to be able to identify the location, direction, caliber, all kinds of things of bullets when they are fired anywhere within the three square miles that it operates. Talked about this extensively yesterday with uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons because we finally have an arrest based on this. Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are we all? I'm good. This has got to be pretty... I, I mean, you always want no crime to happen. Right. But your job is to prevent as much as possible and to catch and punish whenever it does. And this has got to be pretty satisfying to within the month of you guys installing um, ShotSpotter, you've gotten arrest from somebody who shot several times, right? Uh, yeah, you know, we've had the, the program in place for probably three weeks now. Uh, we've had about 21 indications, shot indications. And this is the first one where we've actually had someone shot. In the past, we've had you know indications that shots have gone off. When we get there, no one's around or, or they they're look like they're target practicing, that sort of thing. Um, but this time we got the call. I was actually listening to the radio and... And I'm, you know, we're trying to see if it's a real shooting or not. And when we get there, uh, as we're en route to it, then we get a 911 call. So obviously, uh, it, it 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 paid off because we were already en route. In fact, we were just a minute away from the scene itself. Um, we were able to make the arrest in this situation. It was a result of a, of a disagreement, and then the suspect actually went a couple houses down. So with the victim told us he's like right there at this other house. So uh, in this case, I can't say Shot Spotter actually helped us apprehend him. I think it's an indication of, of what we've been talking about, that we get the indication we can start heading to the scene uh, before we even get a 911 call. And as I mentioned earlier, had this been an individual in a drive-by type shooting, uh, we would be in, in the way maybe even as the vehicle is still leaving. So it, it's just it's beneficial for us. We have this thing for two years. We're going to wait and see if exactly um, you know, if it's worth the money, really, because it's a very expensive program. And, and the money is, uh, what, state-funded, right? Representative Andrade uh, wrote right. the bill to, to fund that, right? It was. They, they worked with the shot spotter folks on, on, on a grant or an appropriation. Yeah. Um, and and that's way we, that way we were able to get it. We got three square miles in the county. Um, D.C. Reeves and I have been talking a lot, and they've got three square miles in the, in the city of Pensacola. So we'll have a total of, of six square miles. And, again, hopefully, it's like you said, it'll be a deterrent. That someone will think, oh, mm -hmm. if, I, if I shoot a gun, then, then they'll know about it uh, in short order. And, and then ultimately maybe we can apprehend those who are responsible. And, and I know you and I have talked about this a bunch, and people, many people might be already kind of familiar with it, but I just want to highlight that one of the major advantages of this system is that the machine instantly recognizes that it's a gunshot, directionally, positionally knows where it's happened, it's triangulated by the devices, and can immediately dispatch officers straight to their vehicle, hey, go here, we've got a shooting of some kind. And so you don't have to wait for the five or 10 or 20 people who heard it to all go through the process in their brains of, do I call? Don't I call? Was it fireworks? Was it a gun? Does it matter? You know, and then somebody calls 911 and as fast as 911 is, it still takes time to get information from the person. And then the dispatcher has to notify you know, over the radio. So you've got all kinds of time lags there that can be the difference between, you know, as you said, maybe not in this case, because, you know, maybe right. you would have solved it anyway, but if it's a drive-by, if it's, you know, vehicle-based, 
having police approaching the scene within five seconds or 10 seconds of the shot instead of five or 10 minutes is a massive difference in law enforcement response time. Right. You know, what helped us also, what, what, I, what I didn't mention yet is that it indicated there was five shots, shots fired. And then it also indicated exactly where those shots were from because this was the suspect was found at one location. The victim was found behind a house at a different location. And then we actually found the rounds, uh, the spent shell casings, exactly where the shot spotter said that they would be. So that enables us to gather valuable evidence. And even in this case, uh, while we made the arrest potentially without shot spotter, I think that the evidence um, that we were able to find uh, the spent the shell casings were likely because the shot spotter told us exactly where they'd be and told us how many to look for. Oh, wow. So it worked out, it worked out very well. Yeah, that's a, that's a great improvement over, well, we think it was in the field. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I heard three or four shots. It could be coming from here, right. but it could be a block away. Exactly. Um, wow. You know, that's, which it makes, would make it more difficult. Again, I, I'm, I'm horrified that we had the event, but I'm really impressed that the technology is working exactly the way that it's supposed to work. Uh, meanwhile, uh, here pretty close to the station, uh, here by University Mall, we had a shooting. Uh, somebody was shot in the head at the Red Roof Inn. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was last Thursday, you know, late late last week, about 1 o'clock in the morning, we got a report that individual had been shot over here at the Red Roof Inn. We get there, we find there was an individual that was deceased from his injuries. Uh, looked like, it did look like a single gunshot. Uh, we do have some witnesses to the, to, to the, um, the event. Uh, but we're asking if anyone has information to give us a call or call Crime Stoppers, 433-STOP. Right. And uh, always for people who – there's always people coming to the area and don't know things, and I want to make sure that we include them and give them the best information. Um, Crime Stoppers will pay you for information that leads to an arrest or conviction. You must not tell them your name. Yeah, you yeah have, they, they, By they, law, they, you have to remain anonymous or they can't give you the money. Correct. If you give them your name, then, then you, you're, you're no longer eligible for the reward. Now – I know this was an FHP case, so I, I don't know how much you might know about it or can talk about it, but we had a, I guess a guy was driving and in a pursuit and flipped his car, and in the process of arresting him through the chase, he was caught with marijuana, not particularly a big news item, uh, but he was caught with a Glock that had been equipped with the Glock switch. So for people who don't know, the Glock switch is a little device you insert in the, um, uh, basically in the slide area of the pistol turns it into a fully automatic pistol. Um, if you've ever seen old John Woo movies like Face Off, you know that's the, what they're using in those things uh, is that kind of behavior. My understanding is we hadn't really had this problem here. It's been a mobile. Are, do you know anything about this case, or can you comment generally? Is that the first one you know of where we've arrested somebody having that here in Pensacola? Yeah, that's the one that I, first one that I'm aware of. I spoke yesterday to our gun crimes uh, people who keep track of all that, and they actually went back to the last six months and that we have not made any any uh, arrest based upon you know fully automatic handguns um, that have been converted, um, and we haven't seized any during search warrants either. We've seized plenty of guns, as, right. as you know, during search warrants, but we haven't we have not seen that that here. What um, I'll ask you after you do traffic, but kind of what level of concern do you have about that? Um, I know it's just the first one, and I know there's a lot of guns running around that you guys wind up arresting people possessing uh, illegally, but. Do you have much of a concern about this particular, this uh, auto, fully automatic pistol, the Glock with the Glock switch on it? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm concerned about criminals having any weapons. Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment. I'm supportive of good guys having guns. Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna commit a crime and you're gonna steal a gun, or you're gonna convert a gun um, during uh, the commission of a crime or use it during commission of a crime, I'm very concerned about about that sort of thing. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't really understand that the, the handguns don't have that, that big a magazine. So right. if you're in fully automatic, it's not going not gonna to last long. 
And having been on a SWAT team a long time and, and fired plenty of fully automatic weapons, it takes some some practice. It's not as easy as the television or the movies make it make it seem like it is. Uh, but anytime you have a, a, a criminal with a with a gun, anytime you have a criminal with a uh, you know a semi-automatic or a long gun, and and then obviously you have one that may be inclined to have a uh, fully automatic weapon. That's that's a concern. You know, I'm glad you said. I was going to ask you that same question because that was my thought. Is just as a tactical matter, I would rather have a single shot pistol because it's so hard to control something like that. That weirdly, though, it's going to get off a lot of rounds, and they're going to go anywhere. It's not likely to be all that effective. I'd be more scared by the guy who's taking his time to aim and shooting a shot at a time. But you know, I was glad you said that because I had weirdly had that same thought about this these things. Now I know I'm wrong because I know <laughs> <laughs> me and Andrew are saying the same on the so same one line. Of the, one of us is wrong. <laughs> that, oh, you're so mean. I love it. Um, uh, speaking of weapons, um, I was talking to Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson yesterday, and he had made the comment that they had a drive-by um, that they found AK-47 shells. Mm-hmm. And he had said he was working with your agency on this, that there might be some connection with something in Escambia County. And I just didn't know if you knew anything about that or were aware of that investigation in any way. Yeah, I'm not aware of that. Okay. That and I mean, I know a huge agency, lots of other things going on. I just didn't right. know if that was something that you were aware of. Um, you guys also, I guess, had a, like a, a swatting incident maybe yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, yesterday afternoon, uh, probably, I don't know, three, four, after, eight o'clock in the afternoon, I got a call saying, hey, you've got an individual there's on a phone, and they're claiming that they have shot uh, one of their parents, and they're about to shoot their other parent. Well, as you know, we, we respond to these very serious, and we take them seriously. Um, fire department got the call. They, they were en route. Uh, ambulance crew was, was en route. Um, I believe they may have even dispatched a life flight or a helicopter, whatever helicopter they use. Um, but come to find out, we, we made contact at the house, um, the individuals that were there, while the names were correct, uh, or the name was correct, uh, there was nothing. There was nothing to it. Obviously, that it was a what we call a swatting. That's when people call and make up an, a, a, an event, um, you know, for whatever floats their boat type type of thing. Um, so, but I don't think that they understand the the, the response that we we take and the, the danger to, you know, to the responders and the danger to the to the public that that, that we that could be whenever we respond to this type of a situation. So it's, it's, uh, when we find out who it is, we will certainly charge them with it. Um, and fortunately, no one was injured. You know, we were professional in our response. Uh, emergency management were responsible, obviously, in their response. And, and so it, it worked out, um, you know, to be nothing, which we we're very fortunate of. But I, I, I just want people to understand the dangers, you know, of, of this type of a call. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so reckless. It's so dangerous. It raises everybody's alert level. And if you're responding to a case where you think it's a shooting or you think it's a bomb or something like that, and it's just a person. I mean, right. anything can go so wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've had, unfortunately, some of these scenes, the NAS shooting and some different ones we've right. had uh, that had been, you know, um, the Home Depot shooting we had. They, these were these were legitimate calls. Um, in this scenario that, that you know, we're, we're stopping all their calls. We're, our dispatchers are, are concentrating on this type of a call because we, you have to get it right. And right. so we have not one but, you know, several deputies that are en route. Um, and then we put other things on hold, other important calls on hold. Fire department, um, EMS are, are putting other calls on on hold, and and imagine what you know what type of calls that the ambulance crew would have. Someone needs an ambulance. Someone is hurting. There could be potentially a heart attack, uh, you know, some life threatening illness, 
and then they have to put that on hold because they want to get there to the scene in case there's an active active shooter type right. situation. Um, so yeah, it's 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 obviously uh, very time consuming it and it's a bit nerve wracking. Absolutely. Uh, last thing I just uh, you know wanted to ask you. Obviously, last Wednesday, NAS Pensacola on the anniversary of the terrorist attack. Of course, you're very familiar with that, having been on the scene just right. after it was resolved. Um, your, I don't just curious how you reacted and your agency, how people were taking it that you had a bomb threat that same anniversary day turned out to be, you know, nothing. I mean, not nothing because they arrested somebody, but, you know, pretty alarming. I mean, I know how I reacted when it was 930 in the morning and I'm starting to hear this and I'm getting a hold of you to find out more information. Yeah, you know, it's uh, obviously we, we, we knew it was the anniversary of the of the terrorist attack at Pensacola NAS, um, but but we. Because we knew it was the anniversary, uh, we also knew that there would be some false, some false. Or we suspected there would be some false alarms, just like we would on 9/11. You know, we, we start looking ahead and look at these anniversaries, because we know people will also understand those, and they think that the people that are involved in terror, um, they want to inflict as much terror as they possibly can. So they use these dates because they know people are either on edge or people believe that you know, are more inclined to believe it. Um, in this situation, again. Uh, we were called to, you know, just to, to to assist. They were they were blocking the or locking the gates, I should say. Um, and and you know, my thoughts were that, man, I hope this isn't this isn't you know true. I hope this is not, you know, not again type type of situation. Right. But um, you know, we've been there before, and, and we have again the swatting incident I just referred to. Uh, we've also had many you know false bomb threats at at our schools, unfortunately. So we we respond as if they're real. But we also understand that they may not that they may not be in hope that they may not be. Absolutely. Uh, Chip Simmons, he is the sheriff in Escambia County. As always, sir, thank you so much for the time. I uh, won't see you next week, uh, but uh, have a great uh, Merry Christmas. I keep wanting to say great Christmas. I don't know why. Have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before <laughs> the new same. year. Uh, but uh, always good to see you, sir. Thank you for keeping us safe and informed. I appreciate it. You bet. Y'all take care. Absolutely. Hey, if you are, um, you need to work on a vehicle that you've bought that's an import, like a BMW, a Porsche, Mercedes, a Genesis, Audi, Jaguar, a Lexus. Uh, you pay a little extra to get these cars. You don't have to pay extra to service them. You don't have to drive to the dealership if that's in Mobile or you know in Destin or something like that where you got it. You don't have to go there. You can take it to Bobby Lycus Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. They work on these cars all the time. No problem. You might think, oh, I got to go to the dealership and you know I got to pay more because that's just what you have to do. You don't. You know, and if you've got a diesel engine, uh, they work on those cars all the time, too. Same thing. You know, if it's a diesel truck, you think, wow, that's kind of special item. i got to go to the dealership. You don't. You don't have to go to the dealership. Bobby Likas takes care of those constantly. Their philosophy is uh, the preventative medicine kind of way. It's in their website name, carclinicservice.com, like a healthcare clinic for your car. You know, you go to the doctor once a year, have them do the checkup. Any questions or concerns, preventative maintenance is kind of the rule for your body. Same thing for cars, and cars aren't even self-healing, right? That's the idea. Take it in once in a while, have the mechanic look at it, listen to it, touch it, drive it, you know, and make sure that nothing is about to go wrong that you don't really even realize because you're not trained to spot those things. Prevent the big thing by doing the routine small things at Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me today at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions today at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM. 1620. Is your home your dream home or does it at least have the potential to be your dream home? 
Maybe you need to make a change. Maybe you just need new appliances. If that's the case, you need to check out Topps Appliance in Milton. Locally owned and operated, Topps Appliance has just what you need to turn your home into your dream home. Top of the line freezers, refrigerators, dishwashers, stoves, plus washer and dryer combos. Topps Appliance carries the name brands that you know and trust, including GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and so much more. And they have a full installation and service department, something the big box stores just don't offer. They also keep most items in stock so you can take it home today. Turn your ordinary home into your dream home with an appliance upgrade from Topps Appliance. Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. Hi, this is Earl Ron. At New South Window, we bring the factory to you. Our windows and doors are made with quality in mind, and your products and installation are backed by our lifetime warranty. That's because New South Window knows the importance of single source accountability. We believe in removing the middleman so you get more for your money. This is real factory direct. One company, one call, guaranteed for life. Get New South Proud. Buy two of our products and get the third free. Visit NewSouthWindow.com. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights at 7 after Pensacola, right now on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. What would you say if I called you a brutish fossil? Symbolic of a decayed era, gratefully forgotten. I don't know. Thanks. Good morning, 556 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Keep in mind today the... Uh, I-10 and State Route 87, new traffic signal will go active today at about 10 o'clock, between 10 and 3, they say. Also, between 8 and 10, we're going to have work being done on the Pea Ridge Connector Light at Highway 90, so fun times. Uh, and then next uh, Tuesday, the uh, Airport Boulevard is going to go down from 45 miles an hour to 40 miles an hour between Davis and 9th Avenue. So uh, you get to go slower through the curves is how that's going to work out. Davis, uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The Department of Education is launching a probe into six colleges over alleged ethnic discrimination on campus. Yesterday, the DOE announced that Stanford, UCLA, Rutgers University, the University of California, San Diego, University of Washington, and Whitman College are all now under investigation for alleged violations of the Civil Rights Act. Uh, federal, you know, in, just sorry. Yes. The, in, interesting. We just found out yesterday that Rutgers is the first public university to uh, suspend students for justice in Palestine. The SJP chapter that's been so um, you know virulent about supporting Hamas and opposing Israel, anti-Zionist, and all of that. And they're the first uh, public university to actually do that. Uh, was reported yesterday. So a couple of private ones have done it as well. But very interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Just you talking about Rutgers and you know being investigated by DOE over that. Absolutely. Uh, the Federal Reserve rate cuts could come as soon as this June. That's according to the latest CNBC Fed survey. More than half of their uh, 35 experts uh, anticipated rate cuts starting by June, and uh, that number went up to 70% by July. And Larry Doby is being honored with the Congressional Gold Medal during a ceremony at the U.S. Capitol later today. Doby, the uh, first black baseball player to compete in the American League in 1947, the second black baseball player in the MLB after oh, Jackie Robinson. Yeah, very, I mean, everybody knows Jackie. Maybe not everybody knows number two. 
right? So, but certainly in, in the in the American League as well. Uh, David, thank you so much for the update. Five fifty eight on News Radio ninety two three. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, uh, Christina Leavenworth is a fantastic resource. She and her folks at Levin Rinky Realty, they just love helping people, and you know they've helped uh, two hundred thirty three people last year sell a home. And every year that number has gone up, and she's only been doing this like I think it's seven years. It's crazy for somebody who was in the news for so long, you know, news business for so long, and uh, and then she, you know, starts a family and starts decides, ah, I think I'll do real estate. And for those of us who know Christina, we're like, well, I mean, a lot of people try real estate, you know, and but we thought, well, if anybody can do it, <laughs> it'll be great. Nobody had any idea. Nobody had any idea that she was going to be this super rock star at helping people find new homes and sell their homes and figure out a perfect process to make that happen. And I don't know, it's just, it it really is impressive. So um, if you're thinking about buying or selling, you have questions, or maybe you've decided, but you're not sure who to use as as a realtor, just give her a call. Include her on your list. You got a friend, you got somebody at church, you got a family member, whatever, include her on your list, and then you make a decision about who to hire for professional service. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. Um, a lot of stuff going on, including Alabama is going to execute somebody with nitrogen and they're warning people like the priest has got to stay three feet away because it might kill him too. It's a weird story. I think it's pretty unlikely, but you know, it's kind of an odd one going on. Senator Rick Scott joins us coming up next. Stick around. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3 and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.